good afternoon good night good day wherever you are this is unleashed unapologetically with your coach nadesh and with me this evening i have the beautiful diana diana lockage she is a visionary heart leader with the gift for awakening others to realign to thrive and all they get to do is do that in their lives when you are re- realigning yourself you are in that awakening and you are transforming yourself so she'll be talking to us about what the transformation is and why you need to transform yourself in order for you to find your best self but aside of that she is also a yoga teacher she has her yoga teacher training academy and she's also a co-founder of several organizations that empower youth so diana welcome to the platform i am happy to have you this evening with me tell us about you and tell us how did you get to start into the transformation coaching Mm-hmm. Thank you so very much for having me on your show. It is such a pleasure to be here. I feel honored. So my story goes back way, way back, like 56 years. And I am a coach. I am Canada's only realignment coach. As you mentioned, I run my teacher training programs and I've also been a speech and language pathologist for 32 years, primarily helping children who are nonverbal access their voice. And I realized as I reflect back on my life working with children who had no voice, helping people in my teacher training program and then in my coaching program to access their authentic message and voice, that I was doing all of that for me because I was one of those little girls that was very very cleverly influenced to believe that I needed to be seen and not heard. and that what i had to say didn't matter. And so i quickly shut down my voice as very outgoing enthusiastic little girl who spoke so much that her 4-year-old twin sister did not have to speak. I spoke for her and then i really clearly got the message that my voice was too much. I needed to tone it down and it wasn't welcomed in my family of origin. And i ended up turning myself into a very very shy quiet little girl, like a little girl who hid on their tables and hid behind her mom's legs. And what happens when we shut down parts of ourselves, when we deny parts of ourselves, is we start shutting down our access to joy, our access to our wholeness, to our authenticity. So I've spent my life, my entire career professionally, really helping others to reconnect with their authentic self and realize that entire journey was a journey of myself to my higher self. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing and I I'm listening to you and you you mentioned you had to be the voice of others voice, right? Your sister's voice. And uh, oftentimes we we have that urge to speak. We have the urge to to share something that is really our true or either our passion or our heart. We want to relate it through a conversation, but we find ourselves holding back because too many or too often we are told not now or your voice doesn't matter or it's not important. and you are talking and you are relating that and i'm sure many of us who are here ladies and gent listening to you they probably saying to themselves oh my god how many times have i been told be quiet you know it's not now your voice doesn't matter and you had to step out of that and tell yourself no my voice have to be heard and i have to to speak 
for others' voice to be heard as well. I'm loving that. Absolutely. And so I co-authored a book last year called Ignite Female Changemakers, which was a compilation book created with 50 women internationally who are changemakers. And I, that, that was where I really followed the breadcrumbs of my life and made the link between the work that I do and what I needed for myself. And what happens as children, as adults, is when there are parts of us that are not welcomed, they go into an unconscious dark space within us. We call it our shadow ranges. They're the parts of us that we had to deny in order to fit in in society. And there are shadow ranges around being um, being seen as vulnerable, for example. There are shadow ranges of being seen as needy, which means that if you don't want to be seen as needy, you hide that and you don't ask for help. You have to do it all yourself. One of the biggest shadow ranges that I had to come across and confront in my work was the shadow range of anger. Because as I grew up, this good little girl who was seen and not heard, I also had to deny all those parts of me that would have required self-expression. And so anger requires self-expression. So if I was angry in my home, it would have meant I probably would have gotten slapped across the face or received a wait until your father gets home kind of message. So mm -hmm. it wasn't safe for me to express anger. Now there's lots of different shadow ranges, but anger is the one that tends to show up really quickly within one or two sessions of my working with people, the shadow range of anger. And it becomes very confrontational. We're gonna talk about it again a little bit more in a few minutes, but it becomes very confrontational for people to receive the message that your anger is okay. Your anger is your passion. And the difference is, do you want to project your anger? In other words, send it out to people in a way that's unconscious. And we see that all the time with the violence in the world today. That's unconscious anger being projected or sent out to someone else. Or can we take the anger, channel it through the heart and transform it to be something positive, which we call passion. And there's just a really fine line between the two. Now, you mentioned at the beginning that I'm... Um, that I help people with transformation. And I, I want to I just elaborate on that a little bit. I help people with revelations because my mm -hmm. belief is that everything we need is always inside us. It's just hidden. It's just been denied. It's been made wrong. We've gotten the message that it's not welcomed. And so when I help people reveal what's already inside them, that is love and light and darkness, and all of the parts that they have been told were not welcomed, then that leads to the transformation. But the transformation begins with the revelation. So in my teacher training program for 12, 15 years now, I've always said it's not a transformational program, it's a revelational program. It's about mm -hmm. revealing what's true inside you that will allow you to transform in the world. And I've had to do this really deep inner work myself and gone through many, many dark moments of my life where in the darkness to be able to see what is the revelation here how can i love that part of myself that part of myself that's gone through so much hardship so much adversity how can I part of myself and the love is the light when i when i surround my darkness with love i'm surrounding it with light and when the darkness is met with light it's not as heavy anymore it's not as unconscious anymore. It's no longer hidden. It comes to the surface. And then we can literally say, join me at this table. 
Here's my chair that shows my gratitude. Here's my chair that holds my compassion. Here's my chair that holds my leadership and my willingness to help others. And here's the chair that holds the dark part of myself that I have not allowed myself to embrace. Let's welcome it to the table, give it space, and have a conversation with it. I love that. I love that. Wow. That is deep exercises that you do. And I, as you're talking and you're um, going over what usually happens, especially when, you know, for I know my experience when I had um, what I called when I had to be in the darkness of myself or that place of, you know, where you, you crumble into because so many things are happening and you're feeling hurt, you're feeling like you cannot speak, you're feeling like you had to hide your truth and you cannot speak who you are and then all of that and like you said, when you start seeing the light into that place, it's a whole different thing. It's that transformation, it's the change, it's the revelation and I love the word revelation that you use because you know it's things that you already knew inside of you that you are now relearning and you are now expressing about as well so it's it's so well and you know hearing that it's like there's that other part of ourselves that is built you know that we're getting to know and enjoying to 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 embrace you know um being around our own selves and saying to our, to ourselves that it's okay you are transformed you are better you saw the light and now you can go through it and live with it mm-hmm. oh i'm loving this i'm loving this yeah loving this. and <laughs> and if we go to transformation too quickly like if we just want transformation without the revelation we call that a spiritual bypass where we just want to go to the light and we just want to feel good, but we don't want to go in and feel the depths of the pain and the darkness and the ju- the self-judgments and the fears. And so we just put on this happy face and say, I'm fine. And mm-hmm. fine stands for, it's from an Aerosmith song from the 80s that stands for effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Effed mm-hmm. up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. And so there are a lot of people walking around saying, I'm fine. People that are doing spiritual practice and spiritual work, people that are hosting spiritual podcasts, teaching yoga, being leaders in various organizations, they're saying they're fine, but they haven't fully welcomed all parts of themselves. And at some point they become confronted with this, why don't I feel like myself? Why don't I feel whole? Why don't I feel complete? Well, first, wholeness and completeness is your birthright. It's how you were born until someone said, yes, I welcome you, but not this part of you. Let's put that part away. Let's hide it. And so we put it away. And then years later, it comes back as judgment towards someone else. It comes back as irritation around situations consistently. And the question then becomes, what is creating the irritation? And it's not about the other person, it's about the self. So then we come full circle back to this shadow of anger and how the shadow of anger is denied in so many people. And yet the question that I raise is, what are you angry enough to say no to in your life and in the world? Anger is a boundary. Anger is essential. And when we can meet the shadow of anger, with our authentic understanding, welcoming light, and transition it through our hearts, anger, the revelation of anger, begins the transformation for for our lives and for the world. 
Wow. I'm amazed each time you, I mean, each time you bring a key word or a key um, information that is really going through my core and going really deep and deep because you said something and we do that, you know, I, of course we are human and this is something we do. We know we are hurt. We know we are not well, but yet when someone comes in and asks us, how are we doing? The first reaction to the, the question is to say, I'm fine. Or we know that, you know, we are hurt, but the first thing we want to say to people, I'm okay. Everything is okay. Knowing that we are not ourselves, knowing that we are angry, we are not, you know, you know, uh, uh, we are frustrated. We, we we don't feel our vulnerable selves, or if we are, we don't want to share it. And you are helping people understand that it's okay actually to to be angry, to to ex- to understand why we are angry, embrace that, and then release it. And when we release it, that's when we are are at our best, right? Because if we can um, work around that, if we can. Um, embrace the fact that something made us angry and then we go through the search of it and understand that okay we needed to get angry but can release that anger in order to be okay and to be better what a transformation yeah absolutely and the release comes by feeling it The release comes by breathing through it. The release comes by moving through it, not by shouting at another. That's not the, that's rage. That's uncontained anger that doesn't know how to express itself. We call it rage. So I will take a moment here to give a disclaimer that for many people, they need to be in the presence of someone who can hold the space for their anger. Do not do this with your partner, your children, your significant other because they may not know what to do with it. But there's a way that we can release the tension of anger, channel it through the heart, and then it becomes a gift. And all of our shadows, all of the things that we project, it's like a movie projector, and when you widen the lens, you start seeing everybody with those parts of you that you don't want to own. So you think the whole world is an asshole. You think the whole world is lazy, the whole world is needy, the whole world is manipulative, when these are actually parts of ourselves that when we can acknowledge them, and this is really deep practice, when we can acknowledge them, we start to see the gifts in them. For example, the gift in laziness or procrastination is the ability to stop and pause before you make a choice that may not be healthy for you. That would be a gift, to take a pause before you take that third piece of cake, before you yell at your kids, before you make a decision that might impact your job. So there's a gift in it. We actually want to cultivate it as a gift. But when you're sitting on the couch for seven days in a row watching Netflix eating potato chips, that's an unhealthy expression of those shadow ranges. So they can be healthy and they can be unhealthy. And there's a whole journey to it. And just today I was doing a coaching session with a woman who's very skillful. She's a psychotherapist and I tend to coach coaches and psychotherapists because this is the next level of work for them. 
And we went right into shadow work in our second session, which I rarely do. Usually I work with people a little bit longer, but she was, not only was she ready, it showed up as I required. It was like, it, we didn't have to go looking for it. It came to us. And as we left our session, her goal was to recognize when she feels irritation towards others, place the mirror on herself and say, what is it about them that I'm feeling irritated about? And notice I say, I'm feeling irritated. So we own the feelings. It's not they're irritating me. What part am I feeling irritated about? And what part of that am I not owning in myself? And in her case, it's things like laziness, procrastination, not being accountable for oneself, not taking responsibility. So there's a lot, there's just so much to unpack and unzip. And shadows are a wonderful place to learn how to grow. And it's not going to be for everybody. And especially when we start, we usually start with the shadow of anger. It becomes very confrontational. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Thank you so much. I am, I'm enjoying this conversation. <laughs> Ladies and gents, for those of you who are taking notes, well, if you are listening, I'm hoping that you are taking notes, but make sure that those notes that you are taking, they are not just notes that are be seated around, you know, in your, on your shelf, but instead notes that you could go back to and say, you know what, when Diana was talking, this is what I gathered from her. This is where, where I was. And when she made that point, it really, resonated with me because for me right now having this conversation with diana i'm i feel like it's a lot of what is said they are resonating and they are helping me to see things in a different perspective so it can be done for me and i believe that it could be done for you as well so i we're gonna go deeper into this conversation diana but oh my goodness When we have this access to our anger in a way that it can be received, not as rage uncontained towards a partner or towards someone on the highway, but a way to be able to feel it moving through your body, then you have an opportunity to get real clarity. I'm going to do a little practice at the end to show mm -hmm. people what I mean by that, because my coaching style, yes, I do a lot of mindset coaching, but more of what I do is somatic embodied coaching. Soma means body. So it's mm -hmm. how do we recognize what's happening in our body? What tension are we holding in our body? What tension is locked in the body? And so much of the mental health and illnesses that are today, physical illnesses and mental health illnesses are due to tension, trauma, things that are stuck in our nervous system and in our bodies. And Louise, Hey said the body keeps the score. Mm -hmm. the body keeps the score. So then fast forward to March, this past March, and as my children and I were returning from Iceland, my husband had to leave our home so we could quarantine. And he never came back. Now we had had some relationship difficulties for four years, and I'd wanted to move for five years across Canada, and he didn't want to. So there was already some conflict. But my my heart was crushed. And yet I didn't give myself the time to really feel it because we got home, we had to set up for success for COVID, different people going to school in our house, different people working, having to make schedules work, having to make sure we're all healthy. So that was all on me to do. And then a couple of weeks later, my 16 year old cat got sick and I saw him slipping away. And so I had to say goodbye to him. Mm. And then two months later, my dad passed away from COVID. 
And I realized that each of those times I was busy doing things, which we all do. That was my coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And now I'm an embodied coach. I know better, but I didn't have, I didn't feel I had the time because I really had to keep working. I was figuring out how do I run this business online? How do I work with kids online? How do I, like everything I do. And then it got to a point where I stopped and I said to myself, wait, this is, this is my opportunity. This is my chance to go in and feel what has not been felt for an entire lifetime of grief. And I, it started to come out and I, I didn't try to stop it. It started to come out as I was low motivation, tired. I was still doing my work. I was still engaging with my kids, but I just needed a lot of nurturance, a lot of time mm. for myself. And then my daughter was wanting to move for a couple of years across Canada to the mountain. She's a mountain girl. And I said, go, this is your time, go. And she left and it was like, that was my last lifeline. And what I found myself was in a massive dark space of grief. Mm. And instead of trying to get busy, numb and distract, I literally said to my grief every day, good morning grief, what do you need today? Because I know and I teach that pain times resistance equals suffering. I'm going to say that again. Pain times resistance equals suffering. Mm -hmm. In other words, if I resist this grief, this pain that's in my heart, if I resist it, it creates more suffering and it may not show up now, but it's going to show up later. And what happens is many people try to numb. They decide that there's something wrong. They don't want to feel that pain. They numb it. And then it just comes up later. Same thing with anger. We deny it. It comes up later in uncontained Mm -hmm. ways. So I had an opportunity and my new formula is pain plus presence equals freedom. Wow. Pain plus presence equals freedom. So I took the opportunity to bring loving presence every day to Mm -hmm. my grief. Some Mm -hmm. days it was new grief like from the last year, there certainly was enough of it. And it wasn't like, I'm not even talking about COVID and the loss of community and work as we knew it and the collective grief. This was just Mm -hmm. like deep losses in my life. Some of it was old, like a little girl who just had never grieved, you know, mommy being unconscious on the couch and or not feeling safe in the father's presence. So I took the time to grieve. And what I really want people to know is grief is okay and if you feel that you're stuck in it and can't move through it please reach out for help find a coach or a therapist i specialize in grief um there are therapists who specialize in grief find someone who can do some embodied work with you because talk therapy is okay but it will only take you so far in your healing journey because your body and your nervous system stores all the unprocessed or undigested experiences. So that's where it needs to come out of. You can talk about it and reframe your narratives, but if you miss the opportunity to go into your body and nervous system, what's in there stays locked in the body and will come Mm -hmm. up at a later date. So Mm -hmm. I decided this was my chance. I was literally given this golden nugget on a silver platter in the middle of my darkness. And it was like, Diana, do you accept this opportunity? And I said, yes. So some days my grief was like crying, sometimes for hours. Sometimes it was just moving my body as slowly as possible because grief wants to follow, it's a water energy. 
and it wants us to follow the urges of our body. So sometimes it was literally just moving almost imperceptibly slow, like barely moving. Sometimes it was dancing slow. Sometimes it was like tribal music dancing. Some days I let out screams because that's what needed, not to anybody, just in my space. Mm-hmm. Or I would call my community, my friends, my circle people and say, could you be a witness for me? Because mm-hmm. having someone witness is super important. So that's what the last year has been for me. And what I've found knowing if we go back to this shadow range of anger when expressed healthy on the other side of it is passion the shadow range of grief expressed on the other side is yearning Mm -hmm. yearning is like what do you want to do with your one precious life and so i that inquiry was coming to me and it became really clear i want to move to bc i want to move across canada I want to live in the mountains. I want to go hiking every day. I want to be by the ocean. I want to continue my business in a virtual way, doing as many of these kind of conversations virtually or or summits virtually, and really choose when and where I leave my home because I really love working from home. Um, If I'm going to travel, I'm going to travel just for the right opportunities. And so I redefine my business. I pivoted everything to virtual. All my coaching is virtual. My YTT is virtual and I'm moving to the mountains. And I could not have had that clarity or the confidence had I not had a healthy relationship with my anger, which let's just now call it passion. And with my grief, which was this deep yearning and longing that waited to be revealed through me. Mm. And a big part of that was my relationship to my breath because our breath absolutely impacts our entire nervous system, our brain, our access to our calmness, our confidence, our creativity, our compassion, our clarity, our courage, all of that can be ignited through breath. So breath work is a really important part of what I do, um, as well as embodied practices, which I would love to take your audience through like a two minute practice, if we have time to do that. And you can tell me when the time is for that. Awesome. Well, I want, first of all, my sympathy to you um, for your loss. And as I'm listening, I was listening to you going through the journey and, you know, coming in to to an event that you, that was unexpected. You mentioned few key words that I believe that really will help the audience as well is the fact that, you know, through the pain, we have to connect our pain to being present and live it through grief. So many people are so afraid of, you know, saying to themselves that I'm, that they are angry. And as you were talking, it brought me back to my time when I was in my breaking point and you know that I had to be in become awakened you know because I it was the time when so many things were happening was you know happening around so many things were happening and I felt that you know it was that dark place a dark place where you will feel broken and like you said you are not broken you know 
there's that part of you that just you need to go back and revisit and tailor it better but it's not because it's broken and we all have to take those words you know into in and write them down just so when we go back and say to ourselves wow diana did say that that's what it is it's not being broken but it's the place where you get to revisit yourself and open up more to see who you truly are and embrace that part of you let anger be there be in your presence just so you could celebrate it oftentimes we do not celebrate the fact that something got through us and we are mad about it but instead we get that anger and we start breaking things and we take it on people we take it on ourselves as well but what you did you went and you gathered around the right support to help you yeah. get through that and i love that you said that because not everybody knows how to find the right support how to find the right group the community that really can listen to them and bring them to be at their best because we may be upset around our families or our friends they're not going to understand us the same way someone in the same community with you will understand you because they too they've been there or they are there and they can come along with that with you together and it's that togetherness that's there and you sh you express all that through you know what you said and i'm i'm really loving that you you brought that here you know to the audience so they too can know sometimes you it's good it's okay to go and look for a community that will welcome you and hear you and be present for you and allow you to be your true self I have an expression that I use all the time. We may not, and I didn't come up with this, at least I don't think I did, but I can, I've never been able to source it. We may not have it all together, but together we can have it all. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is any of our wounds, any of our parts of ourselves that feel hurt came at the hands of someone else, yes. whether it's heartbreak or physical abuse or whatever it is. And so being in the presence of a loving community that can receive all parts of you, literally like me in Amsterdam, where when I expressed my anger, they looked at me and they had tears in their eyes. And anger was a very dangerous emotion in my house growing up. Like I would not express anger because it would have resulted in being beaten. Mm -hmm. So that experience is so critical and your family won't understand it. Your, your, your spouses may not understand it. Your kids won't understand it, but they don't need to because they don't even need to know what you're doing. By you doing this work, you transform the people around you and it mm -hmm. becomes an essential part of anybody who wants to wake up, let's say in quotations, wake up in the world today. Yes, yes. There's a few things that you mentioned, and I just want to just quickly touch on being in the darkness. It is part of our human journey 
Mm-hmm. And I used to call it our healing journey, but now I call it our human journey, which involves healing. It's taking the time to be in the darkness and not to be afraid to be in the darkness. If you need someone to hold your hand, find someone to hold your hand. But there's a lot of richness in the darkness. We have opportunities to go in there and explore and excavate and to grow from that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing you mentioned was this difficulty with relationship with grief. And if you look at society, society doesn't know what to do with grief. People don't know what yes. to say to someone who's lost someone. Businesses give people two days maybe to go to off grief. and grieve mm-hmm. and then come back and be normal. Well, my grief was not two days. My grief was not linear. My grief was messy and it was big and then it was small mm. and it was fine and then it was not. It still shows up at times. The right song or memory will trigger and I'll notice tears going down my eyes. But you know what I say to myself? I say, I did, I made it. Mm-hmm. I, sur- I survived and I not only survived, but I'm thriving. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I gave loving attention, which is presence, curiosity, love, patience, acceptance, compassion to everything I was going through without judging it as wrong. This is where pain plus presence equals freedom. freedom. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I Mm -hmm. love that. Please, ladies and gents, write that. And please make sure you write Diana Lockett's name, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to hear a lot more from me. You're going to hear a lot more from me. I just wrote the chapter for this book with Les Brown. And it's, it's about this, it's about this past year, but it's mm-hmm. a reflection of this past year that got reflected back to me. You know, like people are our mirrors and they yes. show us we need to learn the most. And I don't want to give this away because if anybody's curious, you need to go get this book. It's yes, get the book. It's through the um, Ignite Publishing Company and it's going to be called, it's going to be released in October and it will be called Hungry to Speak. Mm. Now, I had a chapter that was just released on Friday in a different book called Ignite Possibilities. And that chapter speaks about um, the time where I lost, financially lost everything and uh, immense, immense, beautiful things that came from that deep darkness. So I'd love anybody who's listening, because I know you're getting this really soon. Download, Mm -hmm. download even just the Kindle version. The Kindle version it was free till Monday night, but now it's, I think, $5 or something like that. If you go to Amazon, type in Ignite Possibilities. Not mm. only will you meet 37 amazing authors who have taken adversity and triumphed over it, but every download will then, we've initiated a project where every download will purchase a brick to build a school in Cambodia. So we're making this a social impact project. Yes, so please, yes, yes. Can I say it again? Amazon, whether it doesn't matter where your Amazon is, just go to your Amazon, US, Canada, wherever, and put in Ignite Possibilities, download the book. You get to create to this collective global impact that we're trying to, to move. We want 10,000 downloads and 10,000 bricks will help us to build a school. All right, people, listen, take initiative. Don't stay seated. Don't stay stagnant. Go ahead, do that. And it's going to help support and help build school in Cambodia. I love that. I love the idea behind it. Just the other day, I was in a room with um, that Les and his son. They had on 
clubhouse and I was loving it. <laughs> Man and, is an unbelievable yes, speaker. Unbelievable. Yes, yes. I was enjoying I always say he's my spiritual father because <laughs> I listen to him and all the things that he says, everything he educates people about they are for you to be able to know what you are doing, what you need to do and how you can approach life and be the yeah. best of you. And yeah. you know, uh, I'm loving this. So before we get to wrap up, I would like to see if there's any tips you would like. I mean, you have shared so many tips, <laughs> but share two tips with the audience just so right now anyone who's going through through a point in their lives where they are feeling a bit stuck they can say you know what i'm gonna use that and i'm gonna do it now let's do this practice then so if you are not driving please close mm -hmm. your eyes maybe move into a room where you feel safe if you're outside finding a place to sit or to stand under a tree Take a deep breath in through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Now, as you exhale, see if you can make an audible sound like, ah, is that tone? This nerve called the vagus nerve, which helps to activate your calming nervous system, which is called parasympathetic nervous system. So do that again, deep breath in, exhale, ah. So this is my realign protocol. And it starts, it's an acronym. We start with R-E-A-L to become real. So as you keep breathing, I'm gonna talk. I'd love you to place one hand on the center, just beneath, in the center, just beneath your collarbones. This is your energetic heart center. And the R in realign is to remember that you are a miracle. And so no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, and no matter what you've done, that's never changed. And if that's all you get to remember right now, that's your tip. You are a miracle. The odds of you being here are statistically zero and still you're here. And not, not in spite of everything you've been through, but because of everything you've been through, you've come to this podcast. You're committed to your growth. Feel the beauty, the goodness that lies within you and take a deep breath. And exhale. And this is our somatic or embodied practice. The E in realign is to begin to explore your body, but explore it with using language like a part of me. So I'd love you to focus on two or three parts. So often we get attached to our thoughts or to our feelings and we become our feelings. We say, I am angry or I am frustrated or I am sad. What if you just instead let go of the label or I am anxious is a big one. Let go of the label and instead drop into your body. In other words, just start to listen to your body and feel what's awake in you and alive right now. So if I speak to what I'm noticing now, there's a part of me that feels in my heart a little bit of tension, a little bit of tightness. And a part of me is aware that my belly is relaxed. Maybe a part of you is noticing some tension in your back your shoulders and a part of you feels heat or coolness on your skin so as you speak in parts labeling the sensations sensations are the language of the body you stop connecting and identifying with the label and instead 
you tune into the truth of all we know right now is what our body's experiencing. And the reality is fear and excitement in the body can feel very similar, but we label it and then we make ourselves wrong for feeling it. So just go in your body, realign, remember your goodness. E, explore. A, allow and acknowledge. Acknowledge is giving it the label, a part of me. And the parts are important, so it's not the totality of who you are. We are made up of billions of parts to create the wholeness of our being. And then the L is let it be. Don't judge it. Don't try to fix it or change it. The research shows that within 90 seconds, as we find our way to acknowledge the sensations in our bodies, we can start to transform them. But there's no intention. It's just a beautiful, beautiful outcome. So you can do this a few more times. Just remember your goodness, your greatness. Even if you're in the middle, like there are times I was in the middle of a bankruptcy and I, I practiced this. I didn't want to get out of bed and I practiced this. I was crying my eyes out and I practiced this. Practice makes possible. Every day, practice. Explore your body. Allow and acknowledge and let it be. We do this practice to bring forward three inquiries, the IGN and realign. I, what? I'm gonna use the language that I typically use, intuitive pop-up. In other words, what message does your body, mind, or life want you to know right now? What have you been ignoring that wants to really speak to you right now? What is that message? Maybe it has to do with a change that you know you've been avoiding. Maybe it has to do with something that you're longing to do. That's the I, intuitive pop-up. The G in realign is for gratitude. In this moment, what are you grateful for? We know that gratitude is the greatest practice to attract more things to be grateful for. So let's take a moment. What are you grateful for right now? If you're in a really dark space, your gratitude might just be that right now you can feel your body. And then the end in real line is what do you need? And as I speak to you here on this particular podcast, what do you need to remember to be unapologetically you? Let's make that the inquiry. What do you need to remember? to be unapologetically you. That's where we started our conversation with authenticity. And let's end with that. Trust whatever comes through you. And then take a deep breath in. Exhale, sigh. And take your time when you're ready to open your eyes. If it feels appropriate, you can write down what was your intuitive message? What were you grateful for? And what do you need? And allowing this to be a daily practice, it starts with three deep breaths. It can end with three deep breaths and it literally can transform your day. One final tip I wanna give you is this incredible device that lets us all stay connected. Let it stay on your table, on your bedside table, wherever it is until you do this practice that whatever you fill your body, mind, and soul with, 
first thing in the morning stays with you all day, elevates your stress hormones throughout the day. If you're listening to news or tense response, tense messages. So do this practice. So then whatever comes into your day throughout the day, you will have a greater capacity to manage. Mm -hmm. mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Diana. All right. I'm hoping everybody you were in a Zen because I was. <laughs> well, if somebody wants to connect with you and work with you, where can they find you, Diana? Yeah. So dianalockett.com. Uh, D-I-A-N-A-L-O-C-K-E-T-T.com is my website. Best place to reach me. And I run, I'll be running in the fall a women's um, coaching program where we explore trauma, shadows, embodied practices, how to create safety in the body, how to get clarity, creativity, access confidence, all that stuff. We'll be doing that in the fall. And then I'm also going to do a coaching certification program in the fall. So I'll be training coaches because I'm Canada's only realignment coach and I want to see more realignment coaches out there. So I'm going to coach people to become realignment coaches. Like how do we do this work to support other people? And so they could reach me. Uh, yoga teacher trainings will be starting in the fall as well. And um, I only take a few individual coaching clients at a time and I commit three month blocks with them because in three months I can help you transform your life if you're committed to three months. I don't want you necessarily to come on for a year, although sometimes it transitions to that as business coaching, which mm -hmm. I do as well, spiritual business coaching. But I, I take a few individual clients so they can always connect with me, send me an email through my website and I would love to hear from you. I love that, thank you. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gents, today you had the wonderful, beautiful Diana with us who have taught us how to realign ourselves and how to practice that through deep breath. It really felt good. And I'm hoping that you are feeling the same way by doing this practice on your daily routine. And also know that it's okay to live through your anger by celebrating what's making you angry. Because what you are doing, we are saying to yourself that I have a voice, I can voice it out, I can talk about it, and I can express it. Maybe not around the people that I'm in every day, but around a circle that will take me, uplift me, and actually understand what I'm going through. So start looking for that circle. Start looking for the people who will really help you get there. And if you want deeper help, Diana is there. You could reach out to her and talk to her and you'll get all the remedies that you need to help you realign and thrive actually. So on that, I wanna say thank you to all of you for listening and actually for practicing the great tips that Diana have shared with us. Diana, anything you wanna add before we say our goodbye to the audience? Mm, I just wanna acknowledge that you're all miracles and I'm so grateful that you're listening and again remember we may not have it all together but together we can have it all yes 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 thank you so much that was unleashed unapologetically good afternoon good night good day wherever you are goodbye everyone